Deep or Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in a year. Today is day number 273, and we begin with number 2069. The Decalogue forms a coherent whole. Each word refers to each of the others and to all of them. They reciprocally condition one another. The two tables shed light on one another. They form an organic unity. To transgress one commandment is to infringe all the others. One cannot honor another person without blessing God, his creator. One cannot adore God without loving all men, his creatures. The Decalogue brings man's religious and social life into unity. The Ten Commandments belong to God's revelation. At the same time, they teach us the true humanity of man. They bring to light the essential duties and therefore indirectly the fundamental rights inherent in the nature of the human person. The Decalogue contains a privileged expression of the natural law. From the beginning, God had implanted in the heart of man the precepts of the natural law. Then he was content to remind him of them. This was the Decalogue. The commandments of the Decalogue, although accessible to reason alone, have been revealed. To attain a complete and certain understanding of the requirements of the natural law, sinful humanity needed this revelation. A full explanation of the commandments of the Decalogue became necessary in the state of sin because the light of reason was obscured and the will had gone astray. We know God's commandments through the divine revelation proposed to us in the church and through the voice of moral conscience. Since they express man's fundamental duties towards God and towards his neighbor, the Ten Commandments reveal, in their primordial content, grave obligations. They are fundamentally immutable, and they oblige always and everywhere. No one can dispense from them. The Ten Commandments are engraved by God in the human heart. Obedience to the commandments also implies obligations in matter which is, in itself, light. Thus, abusive language is forbidden by the fifth commandment, but will be a grave offense only as a result of circumstances or the offender's intention. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he it is that, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. The fruit referred to in this saying is the holiness of a life made fruitful by union with Christ. When we believe in Jesus Christ, partake of his mysteries, and keep his commandments, the Savior himself comes to love in us, his Father and his brethren, our Father and our brethren. His person becomes, through the Spirit, the living and interior rule of our activity. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, uh, any good moral theology will, will kind of be able to express the divine law uh, that, that does not change and, and then how it flows into different types of law from there, um, meaning that there is natural law that can be accessed by reason by all. There is revealed law that includes primarily this, this ten, the Ten Commandments that we've been talking about in these last few days, um, and then there is also ecclesiastical and then civil law that all participate, as, as far as they are good, in the divine law. But it, me- it also means that there are certain things that, um, that are pretty unique to, uh, to, or to maybe a time or a place that uh, do not always 
extend throughout time. But the other end of that is that there are things that always do. And namely, that's where these Ten Commandments uh, live, is in that category of uh, perduring moral commandments. And um, there will never be a time in which it is okay to murder, right? <laughs> that, 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 that the Fifth Commandment will change um, you know, it's, it's, it's forced. There will not be a time in which it will be okay, uh, to, to dishonor father and mother. Obviously there, you know, we can think of situations. I'm sure everyone has one now in their head of like, well, wait a second. What about this? That? You know, I get it. Um, but rather we we're looking for is that there is an ability to look and say, um, not necessarily in a particular instant, but that there is no way in which a culture can be considered good that does not participate in at least the natural law, but that that natural law in which all all men, without you know the assistance of of grace, namely, namely through baptism, have access to, can be uh, understood and fulfilled. Um, that this natural law is is accessible to us by reason, but that the Ten Commandments and Revelation strengthen. Right? Uh, anybody who's read uh, the St. Thomas, you know, Summa Theologica, or, or at least they even heard the talk that one of the reasons for revelation, or the, the reasons for revelation is that uh, it allows man access to something, because even though he could get to these truths without it sometimes, uh, it's not without much effort, great time, and many errors. Um, that that God's mercy is, is shown through him revealing his will in this way. And so we look to to them to say, Oh yeah, like none of these commandments sh- should really be seen as overly burdensome or, or uh, outside of what human nature shows us to be true, but rather us being able to grasp them more freely and quickly because of revelation allows us to live our lives better. Um, that it is an expression of God's goodness that we even can come to them, um, but it also allows us to be bound more closely to God that the catechism ends with the great um, promise of or for a great statement of Christ that I am the vine and you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And those who abide in me, I will abide in him. That through our proper moral life, through our, uh, through our acceptance and, and fulfillment of these Ten Commandments amongst them uh, as part of the moral order and law, we are bound more closely to the divine life. We are bound more closely and fulfill more perfectly this promise that that God uh, shows us, and that the moral life is not just some accidental aspect of us that sits kind of on the edge. Rather, as we go through and and walk through these Ten Commandments, we should look at it as an expression of how I am to come closer to God, how I am to be bound more closely to Him who was first reached out to me, how each of these commandments are an expression of our desire to return to God in freedom by freely allowing myself to choose him above all other things, above all attachments, and most of all, above my own disordered will.